0: I'm Carly Shields and I play Lola the Harpy Wizard. I'm John and I play Mort McCoy the Skeletal Ranger. Hey everybody,
1: it's Patrick and I play Ezra the Golem.
0: Hey I'm Adam Bash, I'm the Storyteller and welcome
2: to Force.
3: Greetings, fine patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwhistle, and I must admit I come to you tonight a man torn asunder by a roiling sea of mixed emotions. Um, for I tell you tonight of an amazing part of the story, truly astounding. Um, you know, deeds of of true heroism and all that good stuff. But I mean, there's a few (laughs) underlying um, issues with this part of the story. Um, First and foremost, I would like to point out, formally and uh, fully on the record right now, that I do not and cannot support boat theft. Okay, this is true both of water-based boats and air-based boats. Okay, let's just, let's get that down on the record. Someone write it down that I just said that. I do not support it. I do not encourage it. I think it's terrible, okay? Because it's possible that some in the area might get confused by this part of the story, that I am in some way, shape, or form advocating uh, towards boat theft, and I am 100% not neither water-based or air-based boats. I would go as far to say as perhaps just stay off boats in general, you know. Your legs are wonderful things, you know, get to walking, you know, and even if, if you don't have functional legs, that's all right, you know, buck up, you'll be all right, you know. Grab a cart, you know, people will cart you around these days. There's um, a wonderful carriage that uh, picks up outside of, of town there, you know, you can rent that for a day, go for a carriage ride, you know, there's plenty of ways to travel. So, formally, and on the record, I am saying don't even get on boats. Okay? Uh, someone else write that down. Make sure and turn that into the constable as well, as further evidence of my innocence in anything that might take place tonight, uh, any confusion that might happen on behalf of you, the audience. Okay? Well, where we last left off, Ezra found himself in a hole of his own making. He had recently fallen, or been pushed off of an airship that he wasn't rightfully able to be on, which is just one more reason why you should never go on airships, or ships of any kind. Even if you have the proper tickets, go buy a ticket to an airship, and then just let it watch it go. You know, it's just as fun to watch it fly off. Anyway, he fell into the ground, um, and he may have uh, met the Stowed King. Oh, he may have dreamed the whole thing. He may have spoken to his greatest friend in the world, Jamtooth. ...who moved him with words of wisdom. Or, you know, he could have been suffering from cranial bleeding. It's tough to tell. Golems do actually have blood. I don't know if you know that or not. It's kind of strange for a clay creature. But, you know, they just keep piping bags of blood into the thing until it starts up. You know, kind of give it a little bit extra tweak. You don't want to flood the heart... That's one thing you can do, um, so you know, you just kind of filter it in slowly. Anyway, I'm not going to get into the, the, the nitty-gritty of golem development. I mean, it's not really the time or place for that here. Anyway, um, so when he awoke, or was returned to his body, depending on which part of the story you tend to believe, um, he looked up into the sky and saw the boat formerly known as Poop's Pride flying gracefully amongst the clouds. For a time...
2: Ezra, you just recently saw a recognizable uh, ship flying overhead, a ship you recognize as formerly the Poop's Pride, now named, well, nothing, because I'm pretty sure that uh, Lola just marked it out, and then you guys never actually renamed the boat. So it is currently the boat formerly known as the Poop's Pride, flying overhead off towards the forest.
1: I roll over and start to dig into the uh, ground to try and get down to the... To to stone, stone star <laughs> Oh, my king, my liege. It wasn't, you got nothing to be afraid of. It was just jam tooth. He's a root now. He's the roots. Stone Alright. All
2: right. Uh, you dig and dig and it's, I mean, it's a lot of dirt. You get a decent sized hole pretty quickly. I mean, you're pretty uh, well built for things like this, but yeah, you're not finding uh, any tunnels or. Any grand, uh, grand stoat hall, hall, rooms or anything like that—it's it's dirt. What you would expect when you dig a hole.
4: I
1: um, take a handful of it and I bring it up to my nose and I really breathe in deep because I'm trying to track which way the stoats went. Glover stoats, So they clearly they're having the, they were having the the yote issue and they they moved camp in the in the night when I was with Jam Tooth in the tunnels. So I will I will track them via my nose. And uh, and this is telling me they went northwest. (laughs) And I'll heave myself out of the hole and start to trudge northwest. i am be like, everything's fine. They went northwest. That's the direction they went.
2: Uh, As you start heading northwest, you again see that boat flying uh, in the air in that direction. Uh, You also hear a a loud reverberating explosion uh, and a giant steel bolt flies up into the air and impales this flying boat uh right in the the hull and like it's got a wire on it obviously there's tension on the wire and it's holding this thing in place
1: uh ezra sees that and does a like an audible like you know when you're walking through the woods or you're in nature and you step on a stick and it snaps and it doesn't hurt you but you still say ouch anyway <laughs> yeah he does, he's like oh He does that and then he uh, thinks about Jamtooth and how Jamtooth said, sometimes you gotta be the root. And he takes off at a very quick sprint uh, towards the boat. Be like, Stonefester, a stone is in need. And he just
2: goes. As you're running into uh, this area, you know, you cl- you were in a pretty open clearing before, but you're running and this incident has happened over uh, a, a patch of forest. And so you'd have to kind of, you kind of run into the forest there. And before too awful long, uh, you run square into a big fuzzy mound. Can you tell me
0: a little bit about Kelvin, John? So you run into this big fuzzy mound and it stands up looking a bit startled and you see that it's like this huge bear type creature at first you think you know it's like a grizzly bear but then you realize it's you know slightly more humanoid than that um he's wearing like a red tunic and no pants and uh he goes oh oh hi, hi there um where did you come from uh uh, you should look where you're you're going.
1: Ezra bends down to, I guess, pick him up because I guess I bowled you over.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, like <laughs> you ran into him. It was like running into a wall. He did not budge at all. He is a big, big boy.
1: Ezra gets up from the ground, kind of dusts himself off, and says, "No time to explain, you pantsless freak. There's a stout in need.
0: Follow me, and we'll get you some pants."
1: And he keeps running.
0: <laughs>
1: Let's
2: go. Oh, oh,
0: oh okay then uh, uh, i'll follow
2: you calvin you, re- you you realize that uh this uh this giant weird stone dude uh, is running straight towards
0: your village oh uh, d- don't go that way um uh many many dangers that way uh, uh what, you had had browned the, the other way to the stoats?
1: Ezra does like a cool, super cool like ice hockey stop and all the dirt flies up. He's like, what type of danger are we talking about, my dude? Um,
0: uh, big, bad type creatures. Kind of a, a bit like me, but um, m- more mm, bloodthirsty...
1: What, what are you, are they your buddies? You vouch for me? And just tell them, do they have pants, do they have your pants? Did they, whoa, did they take your pants?
0: I, I, I don't wear pants. It's, it's not, not something that, uh, our, our kind generally does. Why do, you, why do you
1: wear, why do you wear, why do you wear a shirt then?
0: I, I, I can't show my nipples to everyone. just be rude.
1: Gotta keep your brownies warm, I get it, I get it, I get it. Uh, so no pants. I can dig that. What's your name? What's your name?
0: Uh, uh, sorry, uh, I I am Calvin. And who are you? Calvin. Cal- Cal- yes.
1: Like Calvin Klein, the famous pants. You are full of shit. You are a pants. <laughs> they stole your pants. You've been bullied. That's why you don't want me to go. Cause you're afraid they'll take my pants. But you know, jokes on them. My pants are staying on.
0: Uh, you you found me out. It's it's true. They they stole my pants. Uh, I I just didn't want. Want you to get your pants stolen, as as you said. Let's let's head head away, away we go.
1: You know what? I got bigger fish to fry than your pants problem at the present moment. So we'll circumnavigate the pants thieves, and we'll come back later when we have our full strength. We'll teach them a thing or two about stealing people's pants. Sounds good to me. So let's lead on. All right. So let's take a wide berth, and we gotta. You see the ship up there? And Ezra points. Uh, Northwest still, I guess.
2: Yeah, uh, you look up and you uh, you see the this giant airship up in the air. Based on your estimation, it's directly kind of over the center
0: of your village. And I assume the cable that's holding it in place is, like, coming from my village. Yes. It is not something that you have any, like, knowledge of
2: why that is a thing that is happening. Wait a minute. Craven.
0: Cal- Calvin.
1: Cre- Creven. listen. Are you an outcast? Is that what's happening in here?
0: No, no, I'm, I'm quite well respected in my village. Actually, uh, I mean, other than the stealing my pants, but you know, I, I think that's a sign of respect that they, they want the pants of a great man.
1: Ezra gets really close to him and grabs his hands, his right. He's like, "I need you to tell me the truth, Krabbin." Cra- Kelvin, are you well respected, Kelvin's? Are you well respected in your village? No. Good. No, not, not at all. I've got a plan. I'm going to lead you in at gunpoint like I've captured you into the village. And then you'll get thrown in prison probably. Me and, my, me and my buddies are real good at breaking out of prison. I'll get a hero's welcome. We'll save my friends on the ship. Then we'll bust you out. And then we'll make you a pair of pants out of the flesh of your enemies, huh? What's a gunpoint? Oh, this thing! And he thinks up his hand and he fires off a few rounds. He's like,
0: oh my, oh, that that seems rather dangerous.
1: Yeah, yeah, made a guy's head explode. Like, like you know, remember that traveling minstrel Gallagher? How he smashed up the pellets with a hammer? Only it wasn't a hammer. It was my bullets from my finger banger.
0: Um okay um i mean i do want my pants i suppose but just don't don't finger bang me
1: oh no 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 it's usually no one (laughs) that's the thing about finger banging dude you never know what's gonna happen and then all of a sudden
0: and uh calvin
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go Calvin. hey that's fine man whatever
0: you say we... What, what's your name, by the way? Ezra. Ah, Eric. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yes, indeed. To the village. And uh, I guess <laughs> I'm being led by gunpoint into the village. <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs>
1: As we walk, I'm like, what are, your, what are your people called, my dude? How should I address them when I'm delivering uh, you? You. Uh,
0: the pen, the the pencils, the pe- the pencils man. Um. Well, uh, we're we're Erkin, but um, I, you you can't really just call everyone Erkin. The, there is uh, one particular bear that you you may need to speak to. Um, she's she's a little scary, if I'm honest. Uh, her her name's Goldie. Well, like for her you. Uh,
1: uh, Keith, women love me and I clap him on the back. <laughs> Go,
2: Go to the village. As you you start walking into the village. Uh it's a, it's a fairly small village, but it looks like well established enough. Uh, it's you know l- little log cabins and stuff like that. There's a larger like uh like a larger uh, estate kind of central to town. And yeah, you can tell that this uh this cable is uh, shooting right up through c- kind of like central to this this big estate building in the middle of town. And you can also see that there are a couple of very small figures climbing uh, up this cabling uh, to, the, to the ship that's uh, tethered above. As you guys walk into town, Kelvin, you recognize Gunther come up to you as you're walking it. Oh, hey, Kelvin, look at No Pants Over Here. <laughs> <laughs> see, I,
1: he told me you people don't wear pants. And I was like, you're crazy, man.
2: Yeah, no. We stole his Hi, pants. Good sir. Hey, it's no pants, Kelvin, again. What'd you do?
0: Yes, it's just as funny as the first time. Listen,
2: this guy he goes out in the woods to take a dump, right? And then we take his pants when he's doing it every time. And he comes back, Oh, I don't have pants. You should start leaving extra pants out in the woods, Kelvin. What's the what are you thinking?
0: You see what I have to do with here, Eric? These people aren't that
1: bad, man. These are my type of people. It's just a classic goof. Just he's right. keep some
0: spare pants. Wouldn't you find it funny if your pants went missing every single day?
1: I'd i I'll like stop what I'm doing and stare straight in his eyes. No one steals my pants. You got that?
0: <laughs> R- Roger that.
1: Who the fuck
0: is Roger? <laughs> He's he's the one of the village elders. Uh,
1: I turned back to the the other guy, the the fun one. What was his name?
2: Mm.
0: Güter.
1: Güter, my main man. See how I knew his name, Keith? It's because I respect him. Uh, he says you got a broad here <laughs> named Goldie. Who's your leader? Love to have a little chat, a parlay, uh, 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 you know, a summit, a leader summit.
2: Go- Goldie. <laughs> That's a <laughs> I mean that's one of the kids. <laughs> she's not exactly a a, le- a leader. she's you know she's just a uh, you know she's just a cub.
1: <laughs> I turned back <laughs> to Kelvin <laughs> Kelvin man. you're getting picked on by a tiny girl. you getting, you getting picked on by a little
0: <laughs> she's a, little, a very b- scary tiny little, girl. little girl Kelvin, I got
1: someone I want you to meet when this is all through her name's Lola. she's part bird. She used to be real scared of everything too uh uh and now she's not so i think you could learn a few things about one pants two tiny baby cubs uh and three maybe standing up for yourself right now uh you know go find some pants and uh i'm a, so i guess i'm gonna date me to goldie <laughs>
2: uh <laughs> I, I mean she I, you could probably just right over there in the the big the big house i think is where she's been staying uh with her folks i don't they seem nice the one time i met them it's been a while since I've seen them, but yeah, no, it's just go to the big house right there. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, one last question. What's going on with this boat and these cables?
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's the uh, second, one of these things that's come through here in the, in the last couple of, couple of days. Uh, I don't know. Uh, usually we don't interact too much with, uh, you know, outsiders, you know, no offense <laughs> and anything like that, but, uh, I don't know. Somebody must not have taken a shine into this one.
1: No, nah, I get it. I get it. Uh, there's a skeleton and a, and a bird person up there. Um, you know, you can kill everybody else. Just make sure they get off. They're, they're pretty solid, pretty solid people too.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. That's, that's, I, I don't really plan on going up there. It's not like a, it's not like a town organization or anything like that. I mean, I'm. I just, you know, I go fishing, I you know, I pick a few berries, and it's, a, you know, it's it's just life, you know. Right, right. I'm just saying, you know, they were
1: captured for being, you know, monster-type things, and you're, you know, you're a talking bear person, which would make the people on the boat want to capture you or something, and maybe, you know, you let them free. Anyway, I'm going to talk to this uh, cub. At, at this point, I'm really not sure why.
2: Okay. Well, uh, one point of order here, just for Pat's sake. This is not the airship that you guys were taking from Nanusha. This is your boat.
1: Oh, this is the Poops Pride.
2: This is the Poops Pride. Your boat that Yanov was going to retrofit and turn into a airship to come and catch back up with you guys.
1: Oh, so we need this boat for sure.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a Frankie filled boat up there, probably.
1: Oh, they're in for a treat.
2: Yeah, aren't they? <laughs> All right. Yeah, so you going uh, straight up to a state house, huh?
1: Is Kelvin still with me?
2: I've gone to find pants.
1: All right well, yeah I go up to the to the to the big house.
2: All right uh, right next to the big house there is a very small uh, rundown shack uh, and you see Kelvin kind of pop in there. He lives uh, apparently right next door to this gigantic estate
1: <laughs> Oh man <laughs> and, uh, I guess I knock on the door to the big estate.
2: All right. Uh, you knock on the door. So, so Goldie, does is, do you have somebody answering your door for you these days? Uh, you don't, you don't, you don't live with any authority figures. You have your own kind of game going on here these days. But do you have someone else answering the door for you, or do you just kind of do that? You're on your own.
4: Uh, I'm thinking it's gonna be the the like runt of the litter cub.
2: Okay. Yeah. What's his name? Kelvin. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, Kelvin runs yeah. back, o- you knock on the door and Kelvin runs back over pulling his pants up and tightening about.
0: <laughs> oh, you you got here quicker than I thought you would. Uh, oh, bother. And I opened the door and then I shut it behind me and then I open it again. I say, oh, Welcome, sir, to the Goldie's house.
1: <laughs> Ezra's just shaking his head. He's like, Kelvin, my I dude, I don't I don't, even, I don't, even know where to begin. And I clap him on the shoulder and just walk in.
2: Okay, you notice that the entry area uh, has a lot of nice seating and uh, areas for just kind of people to, to chill and hang out. Everything is significantly smaller than anything, like the furniture, you could not sit on it. Uh, Kelvin could not sit on it. There are some people kind of milling about, but they're all kids. And as you kind of start to walk through, you notice that, there's a lot of kids here, but there's no grown-ups except for Kelvin
1: some sort of some sort of orphanage here m- m- man uh, I,
0: I, in some ways I suppose you know what I feel like I'm not getting
1: the straight and arrow from you just take me to, to Goldie announce me or do whatever it is you
2: do you know you know that Goldie you know usually hangs out in her office upstairs.
0: would you just wait right here for one moment? And I head to the office, and I knock on the door. Uh, Miss... Miss Goldie? Kravitz? And Calvin?
4: Kravitz, I swear to God, if you don't have pants, you better not fucking open that goddamn door.
0: I've got pants on today.
4: Alright, alright, come in, Kravitz.
0: I open the door, and go in. And there's a, uh, large... stone gentleman to see you.
4: Oh, you brought him into the house, well that's good. Yeah... (laughs) Kravitz, uh, you're making a lot of executive decisions today. Also, zip yeah. your fly. God damn it.
0: My my apologies, ma'am.
4: So, he's a big rock boy? Uh, some kind of
0: stone or, or clay, I, I
4: think. Does he have more answers than you, Kravitz?
0: I should think so.
4: By all <laughs> means, get him the fuck in here, then, because you're not giving me a lot, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, you kind of are, Kravitz. God, last charity case I do.
0: I run out and under my breath, sleep, hey, it's Calvin, <laughs> and then I usher Ezra into Well,
1: as he place. comes downstairs, I'm clearly holding the parts of a chair that I tried to sit in, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, did, I found this like this. This wasn't me. I found this here. Just, just chair port I, I don't know. I guess you're putting them together. It was delivered in pieces or something. I, I don't know. I was just working on putting it together.
0: I take the pieces from him and throw him in the corner where there's a bunch of other broken chairs (laughs) that I've previously tried to sit in. And then I lead him through to the office.
4: Hey, uh, you Rockboy? Uh, Kravitz told me that you were gonna, like, know shit about shit. So, you got, like, a question, or...
1: Keith over here, his name is Kravitz? Keith, you told me your name was Keith!
4: Some days I call him Kabbalah, who fucking knows?
1: This guy, he wasn't wearing pants when I found him. You know how weird that is?
4: Oh god. Yeah, I I keep telling Gunther to steal his tunic and Gunther doesn't he hasn't figured out which one the tunic is. Uh so he walks around like a perv.
1: Yeah. It's 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 quite uncomfortable. Oh, sorry, and Ezra takes off his hat and holds it. He's like My name's Ezra, my lady, and you must be Goldie. I've heard a lot about you.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the only fucking Goldie here. Uh Chiwant though.
1: Oh no, so this is the thing. Um mm-hmm. long story short Fell out of a boat, fell into the Stoke Kingdom, woke up. Stoat Vester was there. Uh, I was like, yo, hey, Stoat Vester, what's up? He's like, we got some sort of ghoul situation. Tell what the ghoul situation was. The ghoul was my long-lost friend, Jamtooth, who we thought we tricked him into getting killing himself. But he really killed himself for us because he's selfless. Anyway, when I come to, Stoat Vester's gone. We had a big party. I look up. I see an airship up there. It's the Poops Pride. That's my boat kind of, uh, and so I'm sprinting after to catch this boat, and then some cables come out, and I'm like, whoa, cables, that's a sick trick, and I keep running, and then I run into Keith, wearing no pants in the woods, uh, and he said, uh, oh, don't, don't go to the village everywhere there is very mean to me, and then I come to the village, I meet Gunter, who's, you know, dumb, but very cool, I've met you, you seem pretty rad, so I'm starting to think Keith is a liar, um, so anyway... That's kind of my situation. Is I'm trying to get my boat.
4: Uh, yeah, that all makes perfect sense, dude. Uh, yeah, no. So the thing with uh the thing with Coolidge is he's kind of just a charity case. Help him out a little bit. Uh, yeah, gave him a job, gave him a shack. Still real fucking dumb. Working on it. Keeps breaking our chairs. Uh, you said the that big airship up there is yours.
1: Sixty forty on that. Um. Hmm. French thought that right, we shouldn't keep chasing it, but because he was afraid of the village. But again, everyone here is really cool. Pretty sure it's mine. I got a weird buddy up there. Uh, he invents all sorts of weird things. His name is Jesus. Um, if that is his boat, all your buddies that are climbing up there are in for a real horror show, he makes these like gross flesh monsters. Um, and they got a face that looks like pimento loaf and they smell like six day old salamis. Um, and all they can do is say like, "My name's Frankie, my name's Frankie." Um, so they're not gonna like that very much.
4: Yeah. See the, the sp- funny thing, funny thing about the ship. Did you call it the Poops Pride?
1: Uh, it's. I think it's the artist formerly known as the Poops Pride.
4: Yeah. No. We're gonna re- we're gonna change that. You see, there's been some management changes uh, coming down from up top. Uh, I am being up top, obviously, Nat. Figured that one out. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and commandeer the fucking boat. So...
1: Wait, the I- management changes are coming down from up top? hmm You're up top?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It- but who
1: gave you the management changes?
4: Oh, um, let's call it... Let's call it the law of equivalent exchange.
1: Oh, it's a turn of phrase.
4: I turned it. Yeah, no, um, we kind of take shit around here. You know, walked in as a cub fucking shit up they don't really like small people fucking shit up but i'm a small people and i love fucking shit up uh also that other airship that i'm assuming had some other shit to do with you and your gang they dropped a fucking bed on my house so we're still sort of dealing with that whole situation a fucking futon came through my goddamn bedroom window not cool
1: frame Mm -hmm. box spring and mattress or just mattress
4: yeah, no. Somehow there were two box springs. Who the fuck sleeps under two box springs?
1: That's weird. Do they have like? Do they just want to be really high up? That's a weird. There thing. was a canopy.
4: It took forever to get down there, and then it floated through my fucking bedroom and my kitchen. I have orphans rebuilding to this day. So yeah, no. We're gonna go ahead and commandeer the other boat. No, seems yeah. like you're doing a piss poor job with the other one.
1: Yeah, no. That makes that makes sense. I'm not sure where the bed came from. Um, that doesn't seem like my deal again. There was a stone mm-hmm. situation that I was dealing with um, but no that seems fair um, if that so you're gonna deal with the Frankies are your problem now
4: um more so of my employees at this point oh, you know that's we're gonna, gonna go. we're gonna gut it we're gonna put in some managers that can really tighten the ship in there uh, if you're looking for a job that could be a, a more fun conversation for us to have since I'm I'm sort of gonna take that that whole boat that's yeah mine no now
1: I think just the mm-hmm. one 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 small problem, uh, <laughs> you know, no offense, because you know, you're small, uh, there mm-hmm. are a lot of Frankies on that boat. I don't think I've accurately described the Frankies. Uh, their one purpose in life is to kill, um, and also uh, you know, they're fueled by the souls of those that they kill, which may or may not be true, but that's what they look like. The killing part, though, definitely true, so I don't know how many people you sent up there, because um, one Frankie has the strength of like 10 men. Uh, so you really got like a thousand Frankies to deal with.
4: Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is my soldiers do have the hate of about 25 men. Um, <laughs> so just by sheer will, I mean, by sheer will, uh, we're going to fuck them right up. I call on my soldiers Ruxpins. No, I get it. Uh, yeah. So I sent about 15 Ruxpins up. They're marching up there. They're on a, they're scouting Ruxpins, but... Oh, boy, howdy, are we going to just really all crawl up there and fuck that shit right up?
1: Ezra uh, puts his hands in his pocket, rocks back on his heel. He's like, can you make this a little
2: interesting? So there's a knock on the door.
4: Coolidge? I swear to God. Coolidge.
0: Coolidge? Uh, d- do you want me to answer that, ma'am?
4: Yeah, Crayola, do your fucking job for a second, please.
1: This guy. God. You know what I mean? God. It's impossible to find good help.
0: i uh, open the door. Uh, a little
2: panda walks in and shoves Kelvin to the side.
5: Uh, hey, hey, uh, Goldie, uh, we we got we got somebody from up top. Uh, somebody was on that boat. Oh, good, Commander Rexpin. Yeah, give me the lowdown. Who's on the boat? Um, there was just a there was just a one guy up there, you know. So we brought him down and uh, we got him. So you know, hey, nice. It's a nice boat. Really, oh. grace, roomy and spacious.
4: Fucking great! Let's live in the air. Can you bring in the prisoner?
5: Oh yeah, here he is.
2: So in walks with his hands bound, uh Yanov.
5: Oh, oh, Ezra. Hey, how's how's it going? Um, uh, I'm real glad to see see you, man. Um, says not. Looking too good for us here.
1: Nah, man. Great for me. You're the one that's hands are bound. Also, great timing on your part. I was about to wager this broad 50 to 1 that the Frankies were going to rip the souls out of these little, uh, adorable little bears, but apparently there's no Frankies. How convenient that there's no Frankies now, uh, but there's Frankies literally every time I close my eyes. What a
5: treat. Uh, uh yeah. They, they, uh, it was a little extra weight, you know, so I, I left them. Um, in retrospect, maybe not the greatest decision. Um, but here we are. I didn't expect pirate bears.
1: No one ever does,
5: okay. So is this is the boat yours?
4: Because he kind of said it was his. He kind of said sixty forty. And I want to know who I'm seizing who I'm seizing control from cause that'd be different. well, I
5: mean, technically, I am the captain, but uh, mm-hmm. we did all requisition it together. Um yeah, we stole so, it first, you know, yeah, we did we did steal it.
4: Sweet, sweet. Uh, you know, money only matters when it changes hands, just like boats do. Uh, so now I've given this boat a new life. We're going to rename it. Um, it's going to be Ruxpin's Pride, because Poop's Pride's a shitty name. That pun is intended. I'm a very funny bear if you meet me under non-lethal <laughs> circumstances. But... Uh, You've given me the sort of indication that you kind of run shit on there. Uh, I didn't spend 73 years learning how to operate a boat. So I'm thinking you're going to hang out with us on that there boat. You know, for any quandaries that, that come up.
1: She's the, word qua- um, she's the word quandaries. That's how you know she knows what she's talking about. You know what I mean? Mm.
5: Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I guess that's the way it's going to have to be. Me, <laughs> I don't have much bargaining position here. So... Yeah, no,
4: you don't.
2: He's looking, he's, his eyes are flickering furtively over at Ezra.
1: <laughs> should we maybe tell her that we stole this boat from the royal family and there's a small chance that a royal war party could show up at any time to uh, blow the boat out of the sky and kill everyone on board? Or should we just not tell her that? Did I not whisper uh, that? I, sh- I meant to whisper that. Yeah, no, no I <laughs> can
5: hear you. Oh, Probably good information.
1: Yeah, so that boat is the Crown Prince's boat. We stole it, and that's why we had to hastily rename it. Um. Uh, so, you know, there, again, there's a chance that they may blow it out of the sky and kill everyone on board because they've been looking for it for a real long time.
4: And when you stole that it, it was in the air, no, 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 they, we... are they going to be looking in the air for this boat?
1: no that's a good point it was a normal boat
4: it was a normal boat that's a great point yeah I'm not thinking they're gonna look look in the sky for something they lost in the water you know if I drop my keys in the toilet I don't go searching in the bathtub that just doesn't make sense
1: but at the same time if you dropped your bed you wouldn't be looking for it in a teddy bear's house yeah no
4: if you hadn't dropped a fucking futon on my house I wouldn't have vindictively decided to seize this airship but honestly it's a great great business uh, route for me to go in personally uh, because I, I sort of have a plan drawn up that's not so much of a merchant ship, but more of a pillaging situation where we also happen to buy and sell goods just in, in exchange for like innocent lives.
1: Do you need a muscle? Do you need muscle? Do you need like a muscle?
4: See, so, you now here's the interview situation I thought you were walking into my office to do. Okay.
1: Watch this. And I just punch a gigantic hole through her office wall. <laughs> Imagine that, but, like, the faces of your enemy. Fuck
4: <laughs> all. I just... I really, really hate when you smash my house to bits, and that is, like, the fourth time you've done it in the past, I don't know, two days, counting your bed that fell... You just said you're living in the air now! I'm gonna live in the air, but I need a fucking home base, and this, like, this is sort of the uh, the ranch that I corral all my orphan bears in. They don't grow out of the sky, I gotta get them from the ground.
1: Are you killing oh, these fuck. orphan bears' parents and turning them into child soldiers?
4: I'm not not killing their parents and turning them into child soldiers. Oh, <sighs>
0: God. Uh, uh, Miss Scotty, Miss mm-hmm. uh, I, I was wondering if, if I might apply for the position of muscle too. And then Calvin punches a hole in the wall. <laughs> do, do you see?
4: Crayola, you just I, hurt your I, fucking I'm hand strong. again. Go ahead and get the spackle. It's, it's in the broom closet to the left. I swear to God, if you bring the plaster in here, get the fucking spackle. Go ahead and fix all these goddamn holes. Crayola, thank you.
0: Yes, yes ma'am.
4: God damn it. Kelvin!
0: You, you got my name right. Oh, oh, my. Damn right I did. Um. Uh, you gotta learn
1: to respect <laughs> yourself, my man. <laughs>
0: that means I'm free. <laughs> you
1: gotta, I'll turn back to goalie if you had met me like three weeks ago. I'd love to go murder a bunch of bears and build a child army, but I had a spiritual awakening. I'm pretty sure I'm not God, which means I'm going to have to kill you. And, uh, try and shoot her with a <laughs> hand cannon.
0: Okay. Calvin, strangely enough, even though he's treated terribly, jumps in the way. <gasps> oh boy. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be
2: interesting. Okay, let's see. You can perform a shoot attack against anybody within four zones. So, uh, yeah, you're gonna try to shoot there, Ezra. Which means uh, you don't have any bonuses to shoot. So just roll regular. Uh, so your your handgun you can you can use that to roll a shoot attack, uh, a ranged attack. You don't have any. Uh, you did not take ranged as a attack or as a skill. So you you don't have any bonuses. Um, but I mean, you do have fate points, so.
1: Yeah, I rolled a fair. I rolled it. my sum is four. I'm gonna. My plan was to talk my way out of it once uh,
2: Kelvin drops in front of it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, we don't even have to roll what, uh, what Goldie's defense apparently, because uh, Kelvin jumped in the front of this thing. So yeah, just uh, des- describe the scene because you, you, you gut shot him.
1: <laughs> i would say. <laughs> I'm going to have to kill you now. And then Kelvin jumps in front, and I shoot, and I catch him right in the stomach like he's Sinbad from First Kid, when he really didn't want to spend time with that kid because the kid was shooting with spitballs, and then Sinbad takes the whole giant wad and blows it on him, and then he meets up with Viper at the mall, but Viper's really trying to get him. It's that situation. And uh, wow. he gets gut shot.
0: the whole reference <laughs> just went over. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, it went,
2: everybody. went over everybody's head.
1: And I turned to Goldie. And I say, and that's why you want me to be your muscle, because I'm
4: unexpected! You know, I always knew that Calvin would be most useful to me after he died, so this is sort of par for the course. I'm
0: not dead yet. Oh.
1: Yeah, no, it's a gut wound. It'll take, like, three days to die, and it'll hurt real bad the whole time. Um, We should probably get him to a doctor. Yeezy, you got something in your pocket Um, you can (smack) sprinkle
5: on there? Um... Yeah, no, I've got, I've got some stuff. Um, uh, can somebody get my hands? Ugh, God.
4: Well, see, I would ask Calvin, but he's fucking just laying over here. God damn it. Um, uh, uh,
0: that's okay. I, I can do it. And I start crawling over to Yanov to untie his hands. <laughs> it's a performative interview, Goldie. We're showing you all our, all our tricks.
4: Calvin, if you don't hurry up, you're gonna bleed out. So, you, I mean.
0: A little hustle. Go Gu- to us again. Yeah. All right. So you uh,
2: you untie Yanov's uh, hands. He reaches uh, inside his coat and he pulls out uh, a little uh, silver disc that he tosses on the ground. Grabs Ezra and poof, they vanish.
4: Oh fucking God
5: <laughs> That's what I was counting
2: on. My uh, so ezra you have been instantly transported via Witherglass back on to the now le- now named ruxpin's pride there's a handful of uh bear children uh still roaming around in here but yeah you're, you're you're up on the boat the cable is still connected uh but you guys are up here and yanov rushes over into his Captain's quarters. He's like,
5: I gotta I gotta get some stuff to, to try to cut that that line. I was I was trying to do that before I got you know, all these bears all over the damn place earlier. Can you try to like get them back down the rope? I I don't want you to throw bear children overboard or anything, but uh, you know You got it. Times of the essence, these things are tenacious. You got
1: it. How many bear children are there up here?
2: There's only like three.
1: Okay. Ezra claps his hands, and he's like, Children, bear children, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Ezra. I just had an interview with Goldie, punched a hole through the wall. I'm now the hired muscle. Do any of you know how to fly this ship? No, you do not. Yanoff over here is the captain. I, uh, 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 what was the word Goldie used? Uh, uh, I wreck I wreck I think you're great for taking the boat. And I think you're great for capturing Yanoff, but we now work for you. As such, Goldie wants to see this thing How high I can get, and then we're going to land it down real smooth, and uh, by then, you'll have all your supplies, and we'll go pillaging, and we'll go murdering, and we'll do some bartering, because for some reason, she wanted to do some also buying and selling, which seemed weird, so I need you to help me uh, get these cables off, yip, yip, and you saw me poof here by magic, so you know I'm telling the truth.
2: All (laughs) right, you're going to have to roll for this. This is going to be a deception, which you don't also have as a skill, but... (laughs)
1: Well, I rolled a one. I rolled three... No. Yes. What? No. Yes. I rolled a one. No.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah? All right. Well, all three of these bear children uh, rolled flat evens on their... Uh, so they've been deceived. On, all right. <laughs> on their abilities to read this. And they're like... They they, they live with a very kind of fly by the of their pants boss. Uh, so this... <laughs> Would Not be the first time that something like this has completely been sprung on them, uh, so yeah. Uh, two of them head down under, uh, like, uh, to the to the uh, under deck and just try to start working on getting this spear dislodged from uh, from the hull. Uh, and the other one is like,
5: oh, hey, hey, okay, so you know, just um, fill me in on, on what 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 else you're going to need, like, uh, to get this thing up moving and all this kind of stuff. Or are we gonna you know. You take it up high, take take it down low. You know, how, how, where where should we be? What what what, what 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 can we do to help?
1: We need you, Yanov. My man wants to know how the boat works, but I think we'll, first, we first. What's your name? I'm sorry.
5: My name's Mingi.
1: Mingi, I love the name. Very cool. What I need you to do. Have you met Gunter before?
5: Oh uh, yeah, Gunter's pretty cool.
1: I, he told me he was gonna be down by Pike Stream. You know what Pike Stream is? When you go three three knots outside of the village, you a left by that weird tree.
5: Yeah, no, they got some good fish there.
1: So he's going to be there. I told him that I would write him a special note from this boat because he didn't believe that this was my boat. I need you to hand it. Take this to him. And I take out, I don't know, some stuff from my pocket and give it to this uh, Mingi to run very far away from Goldie on a wild goose chase to find uh, Gunter.
2: OK, he grabs this uh, stuff and he jumps overboard sl- and starts sliding down the cable and he makes it about to the bottom of the of it when the cable dislodges. He doesn't fall very far. He falls maybe about, you know, 10 feet down to the ground. But yeah, then the cable and spear have been dislodged. You have two bears remaining under the decks there. But otherwise, you're pretty bear free.
1: Sweet. I take the other bears. I'm like, great work. W- look, look out. Uh, look out. Uh, off the bow of the boat. Look how cool it is. Look how cool. Look how cool it is. Just like the end of, of uh, of, of mice and men. Look how cool. Look how cool it is, Linny. And I uh, toss him overboard.
2: <laughs> All right. These two bear children go tumbling uh, overboard. Uh, and they both fall directly into Goldie's house. Uh, one of them puts a bear-sized hole in the in the roof.
4: God damn it.
2: The other one lands flat on the roof, and this was a far drop. This was this was a good, I don't know, call it two, three hundred feet, and it sits back up and starts shaking its little bear paw at you.
1: Well, that bear definitely should have died. Something weird going on in this village. off let's get the hell out of here, and quick.
5: Uh, yeah, no, way behind you, and uh, he, wait, I mean, ahead of you, way ahead of you. I got you, my man. <laughs>
2: He opens up the uh, the jar of canned air, uh, and you guys start really booking it in this uh, airship. Woo-hoo! And you have successfully <laughs> rescued the airship.
3: All right. So looking around the room, all of you, look at me. Look me directly in the eyes. Yeah. All right. Millicent, you as well. Okay. All of you. I s- don't look back down to your drink. Look right, right here in the eyes. All of you at once. Do you all understand that I am not in any Millicent up here? I am not in any way, shape or form suggesting boat theft. I am on the record as saying you should not steal passage or access to a boat, whether by water or by air. I have gone so far as to say you should never, ever, ever step foot on a boat. Right? I don't want it to get confused in the telling after the story, you know, because people try to retell my stories all the time, and they get things wrong.
2: I heard one
3: one fella. I I, I walked into a, a dusky bar late one night, and I heard someone spinning my own tales back out into an audience that was uh, ill prepared to receive them. Uh, in, in, in in that that retelling of the story, Mort was a cyclops. <laughs> could, could you imagine, a cyclopean ranger how how would the depth perception work who thought that would be a great idea he didn't think these things through so when the, my stories get retold oftentimes people uh, tell the essence of the story but they don't they don't get the, the beats quite right and i just want to make sure we're all on the same page with that because if the constable comes to me after tonight uh, i'm just worried about it already actually i thought about not telling it but how do you how do you leave out that part of the story i mean there's a lot of airship related stuff coming and going right there but anyway we'll, we'll be past most of that i come next time here uh with uh, with more stories of the brute force they're almost there almost to glacier boss um there'll be a little bit of catching up to do obviously between old yanov and ezra which Chin, in and of itself, is a, is a wonderful tale, you know. But obviously, uh, the the meat of the action is there in Glacier Boss, And all of us being free and unincarcerated peoples, um, organized under the banner of not committing any crimes. Um, we'll uh, hear more of that story next time, right here at the Gilded Ram Rog House and Tea Room. Make sure and tip your Minotaur bartenders, and I'll see you next time.
1: Hey everyone uh this is pat here i hope you enjoyed the latest episode it was a lot of fun uh we'd like to thank ray for being our guest it was a little weird that she was eating a jar of mayonnaise the whole time but <laughs> that's ray's process that's how she gets into her headspace did you think that was weird john or do you think that mayonnaise is an acceptable thing to eat um just spoonfuls at a time
0: well uh, i think mayonnaise is an acceptable thing to eat hi this is john here um I've got a confession to make. I'm not actually British at all. Um, I've been lying to you this whole time. Um, I'm from uh, Ohio. And my real voice. That's not what people from Ohio sound like. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, no. The ruse is up.
1: Oh, uh, man. Um, so, yeah, anyway, let me tell you something about eating mayonnaise by the spoonful. Not good. I give that one out of five stars. But hopefully, you like our podcast more. You know what's important to podcasts, John? Mayonnaise. Giving it a great rating. Giving it way more than one out of five mayonnaise ratings. Giving it a five out of five. Like, oh. uh, like this guy here, uh, energetic Jen. Probably a woman. Uh, but who's who's to say? Who's to say who these names belong to? Uh, they say March twenty first, twenty eighteen. They didn't say that. That's the uh, that's the date. I love this podcast, these people, and the whole community. Math Horse is my hero, and I dream of playing Good Guy Crew with everyone at the upcoming GeeklyCon 2018. Parentheses, you guys should totally do that. I can't think of a way to talk to the podcast for those who haven't listened to it other than saying that I'm a potato. and will always be proud to call myself a potato. Looking forward to every new episode. Pat's hilarious stories, John's amazing voice acting, and hanging out with all of you in July. Carly and Adam are wonderful people. Okay, bye. That's not from the show. It's all right. We can say bye to people.
0: I think... My Ohio accent proves that I do not have amazing voice accent.
1: Though I do have a story about a guy from Ohio who sounded like he was from California. His name was Kiger and he is a doctor. <laughs> and he talked like this. <laughs> and everyone thought he was from California, but no, he's from his Ohio and his mother's name Billy. Have <laughs> you ever heard of a woman named Billy? <laughs> That's
0: <laughs> what he said. Is that <laughs> your friend where you got the Ezra voice from? Uh, so yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Timmy Kai. It's great. So I've got another review here by DM Luck. It's a fun, well-produced, real-play RPG. I fired from the Geeky Random Encounters feed and was not disappointed. The production value is fantastic, and having Jasper's intro helps to make it a seamless transition into this world. From the very first episode, I was hooked with the story of a team that changed the world. Funny, great synergy between the players and a great GM leading the way, and allowing all the crazy ideas from the San'y crew to pave their path to eventual greatness. Oh wow, that's a nice
1: review. Thank you. That
0: was, of course, five stars as well. Oh
1: wow, it's way more than the amount of stars Ray gets for eating a spoonful of
0: mayonnaise. So usually around this time we talk about how you should give us all of your money on Patreon, but this week we're going to speak about some other thing that you can give your money to. On the 28th of April, starting at 10am EST, we're going to be doing the annual Geekly Inc. 24-hour charity stream, and this year we're raising money for the Alzheimer's Association, which is an incredible cause and hosts from all of your favorite Geekly ink podcasts will be playing games throughout the whole day, and if you donate some money to the cause, then you can be entered into some raffles to win some incredible prizes. Last year, we raised over $11,000 for the ACLU, so let's see if we can beat that this year. We're all going to be there, and we hope that you'll join us too, over at twitch.tv slash Yeah,
1: I think it's a, it's a great idea. John does a lot of work for this. He's uh usually does the lion's share of the work and it is a really important way for the community to give back and Alzheimer's is, um, as you probably may well know, an awful, awful disease that uh, affects everyone that comes in contact with it from those who have it to the family that love them and support them. So anything we can do to help end the scourge of Alzheimer's um, in our lifetime would be, would be good. So every little bit helps um, and I would say that's probably a little more important than Patreon.
0: Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, you can get us on Twitter at bruteforcecast. Bruteforcecast. Is that right? I think that's right. You can get me at Nooter. That's N-O-O-D-Z-E-R. Yeah.
1: Uh, you can find me at Patrick underscore Rankin. Um, you can find Ray at Mayonnaise Lover. That's L-U-V-R. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, shoot her some, some DMs. Carly has animated me with the threeses, is threes, the eases, threes. That's what she says. Animated me with the eases, threes.
0: That's Carly's. And Adam is at the Adam bash. So, there you go. Should we give Ray's real one or no? Yeah, it's at Mr. Unladylike.
1: Well, this has gone on way too long. Uh, you're gonna have a fun time trimming this down. To a listenable bit, cause it's like five minutes of outro, and no one wants to listen to that shit. Ham.
0: Call you later.
1: It's the longest fucking outro.
0: Cheeseburger
1: in paradise. Heaven on earth with an onion slice. Yeah, I like mine with lettuce
2: and tomatoes. <laughs> French fried potatoes. Did you? Did you? Uh, did you rip your uh, your CD yet?
1: No, my wife just brought her uh, uh laptop back from work, so I will do that this weekend. All right. I re- I listened to uh, <laughs> man. There's some gems on there.
0: Oh, I bet. <laughs> There's I like bet.
1: seven songs. I forgot just how ridiculous the music it is. It's like a scale, but it's like.
0: Oh,
1: it's great. Good shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm psyched. I'm so psyched. Yeah. I already want to hear the pre- pizza at Domino's song.
1: <laughs> There's one that I forgot about called "I, T- I Take Showers," and the co- <laughs> and the chorus is just "I Take Showers in the Water." <laughs> I take showers in the water, so does my cat, so does my cat, happy pants.
4: Why does it sound like the Cookie Monster and Grover fucked and you came out?
1: <laughs> I know a little boy, Blue. No! He wears blue suede shoes.
4: I know a little boy, Blue, and he wears shoes. Oh no! <laughs>